tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, the music stylings of Beck bringing you back in. Rabot and Co. here, 11 o'clock hour. Got you for about another hour. Bobby V, Fast Break Friday after me. Great, uh, great opportunity. I say this all the time. Bobby V, the best chance to listen to his show was the day after a game. He was there last night to take everything in. I'm sure he'll give you a great rundown at noon, roundtable, 3 o'clock. You can listen uh, to James Strubel. I have no idea how much of a voice he has left uh, after last night. Only one way to find out. That's by tuning in uh, 3 to 6 today, along with uh, the mixtape. We'll have it 530 as well. Second hour of our show is presented by our friends at Delta Dental of Kentucky. DeltaDentalKY.com. Plans for you, your family, your employees, nationwide network of dentists. Go check them out over there at DeltaDentalKY.com. Delta Dental of Kentucky. Thank those folks uh, very much for hanging out with us. All right. So thanks to Kevin uh, for hanging out with us from New Orleans. Good stuff there. I I have the Pistons, Florida State, the Dodgers, European Super League soccer, and the Lions still left on my sheet. But we're going to go back to Louisville and Kentucky because I only really talked about it from one angle to start. And the other angle is on the UK side. And, And part of this is... You know, I, I do think that if you watch last night's game, and, and I listened to the postgame show on purpose because I know that, that Gandolfo, for example, and it's come at it from a different angle than I do, which is great, by the way. that's I would hope as a listener of this station that you would, you would appreciate the fact there's a lot of diversity in voice and in, in vision of what people see in these games uh, at this station. But... John Calipari getting up and talking about what it is that Kenny Payne needs. He needs time is essentially what what comes out of his mouth. And Myron Madcalf was in town uh, for ESPN and wrote a piece afterward titled, Calipari urges more time for Payne amid Louisville struggles. And I, I just... I. I you know, and he's got these quotes in here. He said Kentucky faced similar scrutiny after the 2021 season when the Wildcats finished 9-16, and the worst record in the program's modern history. And, and talks about him having a young team and he needs time and blah, blah, blah. And that was immediately negated after C.L. Brown took that quote and took it to Kenny Payne and said, hey, your former mentor thinks you're very close. What do you say to that? And his answer was, oh, well, they, they, we're not like that. They have better players than we do. We're not going to get all Americans. Look at all their All-Americans. And those that so immediately this this article literally titled Calipari Hall of Famer Calipari urges more time for pain amid Louisville struggles was shot down like the Hindenburg <laughs> by Kenny Payne immediately with his own responses with his own words at this place you know you know especially when Andy was here. We would put together the montages, you know, the sad, you know, the the I will remember you, the Sarah McLaughlin, you know, music in the background, the, um, you know, the, the Titanic music or whatever. Whenever it is that Kenny Payne is no longer the coach at Louisville, we won't have to play anyone else's sound. There will just be five or six minutes of Kenny Payne telling you that A, he doesn't want the job, B, he was he was talked into taking the job, and that C, it's everyone else's fault. And now D, they're never going to get there. 
It's a, what a brutal place to be. What a, just an absolutely brutal place to be. So Myron Metcalf makes the trip from Minneapolis. <laughs> Luckily, I think that's a direct flight for him, at least. <laughs> and he writes this article, and, and before it's published, Kenny Payne says, no, nah, I'm going to poop on that article. <laughs> that's essentially what he did. Oh, all Americans. Pfft, why would we get all Americans? Was essentially what he said. There's no taking out of context that quote. There just isn't. And I cannot imagine being in a place where, by the way, with no agent, you get a three and a half million dollar salary. I, I just I, <laughs> I can't imagine walking into the Yum Center, looking around and thinking, yeah, we can't get guys to come play here. Another part of this was Ennis and a good get by Ennis to get Brandon Quinn on yesterday after the hit piece. And by the way, it's not a, I, I call it a hit piece. I, I, I don't mean that. It's just an expose. It's literally, there's no opinion in the athletic piece. It's just statement of fact after fact after fact of why it's just not working here. And we have the Brandon Quinn's on. He talks about being a, a, a Nike guy and making the change to Adidas. So I thought, you know what? What if that's true? What if the stripes in the end zone, the stripes on the on the cardinal bird, the dunking bird at half court, what if that's what's holding Louisville back? So I thought, you know what? I'll go to the 2024 recruiting database and see if Nike's just dominating this thing. A Cooper flag. Number one player in the country is that white kid from Maine, Montverde Academy. He's going to Duke. Okay, there's one. Dylan Harper, number two, Rutgers, Adidas. Number three, Arius Bailey, Rutgers, Adidas. Number six, Flory Badunga, Kansas, Adidas. Number seven, Jaleel Bathia, Miami, Adidas. Number five, by the way, uncommitted. Number nine, uncommitted. Number 13, Liam McNeely from Texas going to Indiana, Adidas. That's just in the top 13. I don't want to hear about Adidas ever again. Ever again. As an excuse for why it's not working across the street. Because it's bullcrap. It's it's bull bleep to blame Adidas for this one. It just is. Kansas has the 35th ranked player. I mean, just over and over and over again, you see Adidas guys on these lists. They're just not going to Louisville. And a great text. Adidas isn't holding Jeff Brown back. You know, not at all. Not at all. And frankly, if I were a Louisville fan, I think that would be, when thinking purely about football, or excuse me, about basketball, that would be the ultimate frustrating thing, is that you hire the homegrown guy on both sides, and one of them, and Diener talked about this as I was I was getting to the station this morning. I mean, Kenny can't remember if this is a closer margin this year than it was last year against Kentucky, and Jeff Brom could tell you the exact score, the exact yardage and all those things against Kentucky this year in advance of next year. I, I think that's right. And I and I think unfortunately, you know, if if Satterfield were still here, would we have this much consternation about Kenny Payne? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's going so well on the football side. Ten wins. You're playing USC in the bowl game. The portal stuff recently, my goodness. Seems like every player in the country is dying to get in the door here. You see those things and you juxtapose them against basketball, and it's just this own thing. If you had disinteresting Calling players by their number, Scott Satterfield, that number eight over there, he real good. If you had that, <laughs> would we be chiming on Kenny as much as we are? Here's the answer. Yes. Yes. Because it's basketball. And we could pretend all day that, you know, by the way, Kentucky's still a football school. We still doing that. <laughs> we don't have to pretend what the area is. That, it, it, was a, it was a slap in the face reminder this year. The second Kentucky got good again, the second they had a team like this, everybody was back in. Now, some people have to temper their expectations for that team because of what they've said about Cal, right? 
and by, by the way, a reasonable take about Cal that he's underachieved the last couple of years, no question about it. But on the Louisville side, the, the football team would have a bunch of good things happen. Kenny Payne would lose a game. We'd, we'd have to talk about that. That's what the texts were about. The text machine was totally full until 1040, which takes about the basketball team. More than one a minute, for sure, on, just on this show. Diener for sure going back all the way to 7 o'clock. Phone calls just lit, lighting up the banks. But I don't want to hear about Adidas, and I don't want to hear about what was me on the Louisville side. And you know what? Neither do Louisville fans. They're not interested in it. And they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Uh, texter, Louie, after the bowl game next week, if there's not a coaching change, will it be summer radio until football season? Yes. I, I have to tell you, this is an exhausting thing to have to do. To make the same case over and over and over again. It's exhausting. It's not fun. It's It's not get out of bed, pop up, get your notes together for the show, get excited about what you're going to talk about. This isn't exciting stuff. I, I think, you know, and I talk about it a lot. I, I think people assume you get into this because you love doing negative radio. That's simply not true. Jason Anderson's in town doing a show in KC. He's talking about how the sky is falling with a 10-4 and four <laughs> Kansas City team or 9-5, whatever they are. <laughs> that sounds like fun to me. But I did a segment the other day about about Kentucky and, and, and UNC, and I talked about the matchups and what I was interested in watching and how I thought it would go. We, and just That got text. It was interesting. People like that stuff. And that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll shift to the programs that are interesting right here. Because Louisville basketball is not interesting right now. It's only interesting because it's on fire. But even eventually, you drive past the car wreck and you don't stop. You look at it. You do the Jerry Seinfeld, that's a shame. And you keep driving. At some point, you drive past the car wreck and you stop looking at the car wreck. At some point, unfortunately, in another analogy, you stop looking back at your your ex. And that's the concern here, really, is for how many people are you creating a situation that this team just isn't one that you root for? I mean, Ethan Moore, I mean, God bless him. He's doing he's doing post-game shows. He's not even watching the games. And it's it's just not. It's just it's not. <laughs> it's just not what we want to be doing around here. Ben Roberts wrote in the Herald Leader about this game uh, that Kenny Payne saw firsthand what this Kentucky team is capable of, and they're a machine. And so let's go to the Kentucky side of this. And Obviously, if it leads, if it bleeds, it leads, and that's what we've done with Kentucky to this point. One last point, and this came down from a texture. This is from Corey Price on, t- on Twitter. Cal now has 13 wins since 2009 against Louisville. Since 82, the rivalry was reprised. Louisville has won 14 of those games. It's not a rivalry right now. It's okay to say. It's not a rivalry right now. Antonio Reeves has a huge game put put on that. I mean, the first half was about as well as I've seen a college basketball player play, not just in a college basketball game, but especially in a rivalry game. He got her done done last night. And when Ben was on yesterday, I asked him, who's going to be that surprise guy? Because in this rivalry, it seemed like there was always a surprise guy. Well, you know what? It was Reeves. And do you know why? Because it's not a rivalry anymore. You don't need the other other guy. There's no keying on Reeves by the Louisville defense because they're not coached to do that. There's no X's and O's on the Louisville sideline saying, hey, that guy that scored a lot, how about we stop him from scoring? There's none of it. There's no adjustment. There's no change. There's no, hey, look over here. And if there is, they're not doing it, which is worse. (laughs) Because then you're just being ignored. How could you not know from watching anything that Antonio Reeves is capable of what he did last night? They did the exact thing they needed to do against lots of guys last night. Aaron Bradshaw looked pedestrian for most of that game. Pedestrian. It was not a good night for DJ Wagner. It didn't matter at all. Those two come out. Shepard goes in, 
Dillingham goes in, they're fine. Was the Dillingham dunk good at the end of the game, by the way? Asking for a friend. <laughs> this is pretty good. But Aduthiero went 7-4, and four, had a block, but he was plus 22 in 13 minutes off the bench. <laughs> and that's the difference here. Look, Louisville wanted to play street ball. They wanted to play, you know, junkyard ball, whatever you want to call it. And the thing that they could do and, and force, you know, Kentucky into foul trouble, they didn't do. They did it a little, and then they got away from it. The one thing that could have kept them in the game, and Sky Clark misses all of his free throws anyway. But on the blue side, I'm not going to overreact to this game. You've got Camden guys who emotionally it's a weird game, and they don't play well. Okay, literally, wipe, wipe your hands, move on to the next as, as Christ said, James, as we make this biblical for no reason, dust off your sandals and move on to the next town. That's how I look at the game last night for UK. Dust off your sandals, move on to the next town. Pretty simple. <clears throat> the freshman duo, Ben writes, who are high school classmates in Camden, New Jersey, and major Louisville recar- uh, recruiting targets before picking the Cats, Scored two points each. Bradshaw ended up with four fouls. Wagner picked up two quick ones in the first half and never got into the flow of the game. And with this team, that's okay, John Calipari said afterward. I agree with, I agree with Cal on that part. Texture pointing out Shepard was plus 27 to 27 minutes, too. He's a machine. And, and, and I think something important has happened with Kentucky basketball the last two games. And that is, instead of Reed Shepard being... Standing out, being being separate from the conversation. He has moved himself into the rotation in a meaningful way where he's just another cog in the machine. And if they're going to be great, not the good team that they are now. They're good right now. They're going to be great. And on Wednesday, we had Gandolfo in here, and he said, you know, he thinks they're an Elite Eight quality team. Final Four is the ceiling. If they want to be that team. Because, by the way, there is a lot of quality in college basketball. It's an awesome year for college basketball. If they're going to be that team, then they need Reed Shepard just to be part of the rotation. They need him to be another dude. They need the rest of the guys to play as well and as as intelligently as he does. Right? And and frankly, you've seen a lot of flashes from a lot of those players. Dillingham is the is the poor man's Russ Smith, right? (laughs) He just is. Like, oh God, don't do oh, went in. Okay. (laughs) A a needless, you know, roundhouse dunk to to end the game. Oh, that's a, a you know what though? I didn't hear a single person say, oh, what what bad sportsmanship. <laughs> That's not a rivalry. A rivalry would be mad. That Dillingham did that. No one's mad. No one's mad. No one's embarrassed by that. It follows on last year when Pitt comes to town, beats you by 20, and in the postgame, they're yucking it up about how there's bleep talk happening between Pitt players and Kenny Payne. There's nothing. It's ha 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 ha. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Trey Mitchell, 18 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks. We have talked about Trey Mitchell. And I was listening to a Twitter space last night and someone brought this up and it was something that we had talked about on this show. Shot Johnson goes to Arizona. Great fit. Trey Mitchell ends up at Kentucky because of the boneheaded decisions of a man named Huggy Bear. And boy, does he fit well. He gets what his job is here. And that's an unbelievable thing that you need. You need the unbelievably talented freshman. And then you need the older guys. Frankly, Reeves last night knew what he needed to do. And that was score a bunch of points. He did it. Trey Mitchell shows up 18-12-3. Justin Edwards gets 13-7. and I thought the start of the game was a disaster for him, and I thought how he rebounded in the second half was the bright spot of the game for UK. I don't think it's close. Because you need that guy. He's going to have to be the guy at some point against a very good team, by the way, whether it's an SEC player or if it's in the spring. You need Justin Edwards to play like the top five pick that everyone told us he is. And until last night, I'm not sure that we saw much of that. We saw flashes. You can tell. You you know what's in there. 
But last night, he, he, he seemed to find something that he hasn't had other nights. And again, Reed Shepard, 11 points, 11 assists. I, that is most assists in, in, in 56 games in this rivalry. That's not something to just pass over. I, I don't know. It's not something to just pass over. So I think there were enough bright spots that you can overcome the negative spots from last night. Texture, I think it's bled out at this point, Texture. Um, Louis, it's really awful. I'm really worried for owners and workers downtown. I, d- ditto. Ditto. I, I feel terrible for those folks. Uh, Texture, I've watched more college basketball this year than I have for five years. It used to be a religion for me, and now I'm getting back into it. I think that's a big part of this, actually, is is coming out of that COVID coma that all of us were in, that we got away from some of those habits we had before. And, and look, I'll be real transparent it's because of this job and and the fact that we started a college basketball podcast that i've spent a lot more time watching college basketball this year but i know my i know what i'm seeing and it's it's fun this year man there's a bunch of fun teams even with adidas logos on them texture i'm old enough to remember when louisville fans called reed a bum when he committed and said glenn was better (laughs) i remember that day i remember those (laughs) look reed shepherd's better than any of us thought let's be it's okay to say you could think oh yeah Gonna be a good player. That's fine. Transcendently different, and 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 the 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 reason they could get over the hump. No, I don't think any of us saw that. Uh, Texter, since when is recycling a boneheaded decision? Come on, Louis. <laughs> That's a good text. <laughs> oh man, uh, could it, <laughs> forget Scotty Davenport. They need to hire Issel. <laughs> Issel do a better job. Let's not play around. That's real. Oh man, wonder if he's up yet. A little nine twenty sleeping on a Friday. Why not? The writers of programming around here. Uh, again, Bellarmine tonight against Brigham Young. 8.45 pregame, 9 o'clock tip here on 680-1057. You're home uh, for Bellarmine basketball. Tomorrow we got a bunch of cool games. Got all the bowl games for you tomorrow. We'll start at 11.30 on our air here. All stations, Arkansas State, Northern Illinois, Georgia State, and Utah State. Then, of course, the NFL tomorrow night. Chargers, Bills, will have that on all stations. As well, getting into Sunday, Colts, Falcons at noon. Broncos, Patriots in the evening game on all sticks. And then uh, on Monday, we'll have a bunch of games on Christmas. If you're driving around at all, heading party to party, we got you good to go there uh, as well. Uh, Texter, how is he not already fired? My God. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That's the tease. How is Kenny not fired? I'll tell you next. We'll do it here on Roboco, ESPN 680-1057. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Rabo and Co. here taking you down the stretch till noon. Bobby V after us. Roundtable 3 o'clock. Mixtape 530 here. ESPN 680-1057. Thanks to George and the Baroness team bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios. Spot before and after those events at the KFC Yum Center. 26 and a half years at 22nd in Maine. It's their last weekend there. So if you've ever worked at Baranos or having the Baranos family reunion tonight, 6 to 10, uh, downtown, uh, before they move to market. And, of course, last day is tomorrow. Uh, the old dysfunctional family down there uh, by the bridge. Go check them out. Music by Strumbeat, Aaron Crane, Chris, and Butch Rice. Uh, 45-plus years in this town making that Louisville-style pizza. Looking forward to it. For lunch today, yeah, it's that good. Baranos Pizza, carry in, dine out, all those Dan Issel options. Get that mustard out of Taylorsville Road. Bunch of great stuff there with our folks over at Baranos Pizza. Appreciate them very much. All right, text her. Um, uh, Reed Shepard, by the way, on pace to, to break uh, 
Rajon Rondo's single season steals record, which is insane that the guy comes off the bench and that's something he might do. Have the steals record at Kentucky coming off the bench uh, is is a pretty wild thing to say uh, out loud. Again, uh, Bellarmine and BYU tonight, 845, 9 o'clock tip here on 680-1057 out there in Provo. All right, so uh, some other stories that I want to get into. And we'll close with your text, 437-9680, UPS Jobs text line. I think... I think people have largely gotten their they, – they've vented. <laughs> and so we did a, a solid 40 minutes of vent to start the show. You can check us out at ESPNLouisville.com on the podcast center if you missed any of that. So my Pistons, and I was thinking about this last night for this area. The Jazz rest their team and the Pistons still lose at home, okay? <laughs> and the Jazz stink. Let's be very clear. The Jazz stink. The Pistons have now lost 25 in a row, and they're chanting sell the team at Little Caesars Arena up there in downtown Detroit. They are two – and 26. Tom Gores, Michigan State grad, owns a, owns a, a, a mortgage company like everybody up there. Uh, Platinum Equity is his, is his firm. And people are chanting for them to sell a team. Laurie Markkinen, Jordan Clarkson, Keontae George, and Taylor Horton Tucker all didn't play. And they lost. Who has it worse right now? Kentucky, uh, excuse me, Louisville basketball fans or Pistons fans? <laughs> I was thinking about it. Because I have, I'll be honest, my apathy for that team is all-time high. Is just absolutely all-time high. If you talk to people in who are Detroit fans of the city, you know, of, of the teams there, the four teams, the Lions, the Tigers, Red Wings, and of course the Pistons. The other three teams, because of, our, our childhood, if, especially if you're in my age group, early 40s. You got used to the Pistons being good. You had the bad boys, and then you had Grant Hill after that. Then you had those teams that, you know, six straight years in the conference finals with those Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, obviously a Kentucky guy uh, in Tayshaun Prince as well. And you just got used to them being good, or at least having dudes that were that were going to carry you to better than whatever's happening right now. And <laughs> it's just so bad, man. I mean, it, that's a team, and this is how I know I can relate to Louisville fans because I was there for the for the Tayshawn block on on Reggie Miller in Indianapolis. And that just, I mean, that they win the title that year with Larry Brown. That's a Rashid guarantee game. He plays like garbage. The crowd is just on him the whole game. It was fantastic. It's one of the very best sports events I've ever attended. So I've been there. I was there, by the way, in my green hat in a red section in Indianapolis for the Elite Eight game in 2009. I was there. I've seen Louisville fans. I've seen what kind of fan base this is. Four and twenty-eight, two and twenty-six with the Pistons. I know, I know how you feel. <laughs> I just do. I, 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 I've been there for those highest of high moments. Those those playoff wins on the road. You're the only Detroit fan in your section. I was there for that Michigan State win against Louisville, but I watched the Louisville fan. I sat with Louisville fans that night. It was really. I just moved to Louisville. I, if if you went to that game. You remember the traffic on 65, even like we went back and forth between 65 and the state road 31. And I just, (laughs) that energy is, 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 is around here and they've, it it just haven't galvanized in the last half decade. I mean, Patino, Izzo, two guys who go in the first round. I mean, all that stuff, it's around. I was there. I've seen it. And now I'm watching it with my Pistons. So I, I have a lot of sympathy for for Louisville fans. I teased before the break. How is he not already fired coming down on the text line? My God. Here's why. And I think there are a lot of reasons for it. The first is is you, you have to go to Josh Hurd. And, and at some point, 9 and 30, is it 9 and 35, James? Is that what he's at now? Something like that. Yes, yes. So 20% win rate, whatever that is. That record, obviously, in the the annals of sports, 
will go down as being Kenny Payne's record. But this is college sports, and everything that Kenny Payne does eventually reflects on Josh Hurd as well. And in the Athletic article yesterday, they said out loud a thing around here that I think some of us have tried not to say, which is that we're not at all sure how much Josh Hurd felt freedom to make the hire when Kenny Payne got hired. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have settled there, but there was a lot of pressure from outside you know, from groups around the program, older guys, 80s guys, to hire one of their dudes, to get back to that crumb legacy that they felt was unplugged, essentially. That's the only, I I tried to think of an analogy for that, about how fans would feel after crumb was let go and Patino was brought in. It was obviously the right decision. You obviously go and get a guy of the quality of, of, of a Rick Pitino if you can. You go and you do that if you can. Especially when your Hall of Famer is at the end of his empire. Because, by the way, it ends for everyone. It ends for everyone. The idea that, that guys can go out on a high every time just because they're a Denny Crum and they move here from somewhere else and they and they, they, they really embrace this place. They become horse racing guys. They go to every charitable event that you ask them to do. But eventually all of those those things, they, they, they just crumble. They eventually do. All empires crumble. But the end of his tenure and the beginning of the Patino almost felt like they literally unplugged. <laughs> they unplugged the Denny Crumb machine and they plugged in the Rick Patino one. And if you were part of that Denny Crumb machine, you were just, it's almost like, you know, we're getting ready for Christmas here, people. And your kids are probably, you know, once in a while, if they were young enough, they played with little toy trains. It'd be like literally turning off the train, <laughs> putting a different train on the tracks and running that one around, and you feel like you're on that train that got pulled off the tracks. I understand it. I, I, I do. I understand it. But you cannot objectively look at this team and think this is working. And that's the tough spot for Josh Hurd. And it's two parts. The first is you can't piss off the people who give money to your program. You can't. I don't care what era it is, how much TV money there is, et cetera, et cetera. You cannot do that. And a huge number of the people who can afford to give you serious money are in the age group that they remember 1986. That's just absolutely the case. So the list of people that you have to check in with before making this kind of change is longer than I think we want it to be. I think in our heads, we want the athletic director at a place like the University of Louisville to be able to just make decisions. Look at the numbers. Look at the outcomes. Look at the cash. And just make a decision. Have those lists ready all the time in your office. Who are the guys I'm going to go get as a coach? Heard had to have one last year when we wake up And then during the Diener show, we find out that Scott Satterfield's taking the Cincinnati job. It caught those guys off guard. You got to have the list ready. You have to have a basketball coach list ready to go in case something like this happens as well. Not just that your coach takes a different job, but that maybe they underperform. And I think there's a chance on top of all of this, you're paying Chris Mack right now. You're still paying other people that you let go that adding this money to the books would be really difficult. So it's a double-edged sword, unfortunately, in the worst way. You've got a bunch of older guys who remember those teams and are very loyal to the crumb teams because it was the thing that made them fans or the thing that gave them pride when going to college at UofL in the 80s was not cool. It's what you did when you couldn't afford to go away. The commuter school thing was real. I talked to people who work there, how much they loved it by the time that I was I was so lucky to go teach over there. Because there were building dorms and people were on campus. But those 80s teams, man, what Crumb did by sticking around and elevating this place had an incredible amount of value for people. So to just go push a Crumb guy out when the results are this bad, I get it. It's not an easy thing to go do. Especially a guy with whom there are pictures of him holding a national championship trophy. It's tough. 
and I'll say this now, and it's a, it's an ugly thing to say, but I'll, I'll to do it once, and I'll hopefully not have to do it for another ten years or so. This moment will also come with Jeff Brom at some point, unless he's Coach K, <laughs> and he's just going to be great forever. His Denny Crum moment will come as well, right? You bring the guys back, and, and it's good to go. But I I think you're going to get many good years out of Jeff Brom. I think that program will be totally fine. But eventually, these things just go away and this is the counterpoint that i was hoping someone would text in four three seven nine six eighty on the ups jobs tracks line how much money is jeff brown bringing in coming down on the text line is a fantastic question are the economics of this place changed by two sellouts across the street are they changed by an increase in season tickets at the bank is that a thing now, the real question is they're paying Jeff Brom essentially double what they paid Scott Satterfield. By the way, totally worth it. <laughs> Not even close. Totally worth it. Do they have that money? Is that overcome by the people attending those games, buying concessions, doing all that stuff? I don't know. I don't know, the, I don't know those ins and outs. But I think it's a very, very good question that I'm glad the text line brought up. Texter, please don't mention the 2009 game. <laughs> There's I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not doing that. I just, I'm bringing up that one because I was there personally and I watched it happen. I'll give an example before that. Oh, man, it had to be either 03 or 04 was an NIT year down here. Patino had just gotten here. And they played Clemson in a basketball game. And it was in the NIT and it was at Freedom Hall. Where is it? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Man, oh, man. Someone help me out. I'm not seeing it. They don't list NIT on this uh, on uh, sports reference. And I came with a buddy who was a Clemson grad, and we sat in, like, the fifth row behind the basket. And I'm not going to do the Yum Center versus Freedom Hall. I'm not doing that. It was awesome. It was Freedom Hall. It was when Freedom Hall was Freedom Hall. That might have been 05, 06, the year after um, they went to the the, the Final Four. And I remember the energy of that place. And frankly, that energy has gone. And it's not the building's fault. <laughs> it's not the Yum Center's fault. It's, it's the quality of basketball and, the, and, and who's been running the program. It's just gone. And, and that part is the most difficult thing to rebuild. And I don't know if you can do another three months of this and expect to just rebuild it. That could be really, really difficult. Second hour of our show is presented by our friends at Delta Dental of Kentucky, deltadentalky.com. Again, Ravens on Monday night, 8-15 kick, 7-45 pregame on 93.9, presented by our friends at Liquor Barn, where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. On the other end, we'll wrap up the show. We do it next here at ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. My blind spot for country music is stunning. 
I, it's, it's stunning. I have no idea who this is or what this song is. Uh, Rabot and Co, we got you for a couple minutes. Uh, Louis, it was the year after the final four runs to the 0506 season. Thank you very much for that text on 437 on our UPS Jobs text line. Keep those coming. Anything you want to uh, get uh, into the show before uh, we check out at noon, Bobby V after me, of course, uh, with uh, Fast Break Friday. Cannot suggest first 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes of Bob's show uh, as he recaps the game. Uh, just some of the best radio we do here at the station roundtable. Uh, they'll have the mixtape at 530 tonight. James, you work on that show, too? You can just nod. I mean, it's a whole thing. Yeah, okay, there you go. All right, what a dream. All right. A <laughs> couple of things I wanted to get into before we get out of here. I, I whined about my Pistons in the last segment. My my Lions have a chance this weekend in, in Minnesota to win the division. And I, I think the thing there that's most interesting, and I'm being totally self-serving here, so apologies, but I'm talking NFL. People like the NFL. For them is is just the the home game in the playoffs. The idea that that those Lions fans who haven't seen a division championship in 30 years. There's by the way, a reminder to everyone, at its largest there were 5 teams in the division. <laughs> there are 4 teams in the division right now. They haven't won it since the early 90s. For those fans, and, and it, it reminds me a lot, frankly, of Kentucky football, where people just show up to Kroger Field and they're like, yeah, I'm always think, but whatever. <laughs> For many years. They've been obviously very considerably better the last couple of years. And the Lions go up there, three-point favorite in Minnesota. Uh, Jameer Gibbs seems to have found his, his footing, all those kinds of things. And I just wanted to mention it because, number one, I, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about my preseason prediction of them going the under uh, in the wins. And, and uh, Dan was totally right. By the way, that music reminded me of Dan. Don't ever play that again. And uh, <laughs> the uh, before the season, he was totally right that the division stinks. And that's why they were going to get to the over on the wins total. That makes sense. They have a chance to move to 11-4 and four this weekend. Uh, in Minnesota, they do, and to win the division. And like I said, the only thing I care about is that they get that they get that home playoff game because that's a fan base that just, for some reason, uh, they just uh, taxed the most interesting thing about the Lions this year is that the lowest crime rate in Detroit since they last time they were also good. <laughs> is that why the Pistons suck? <laughs> they need more crime and then, <laughs> then the Pistons won't suck. Maybe that's it. Maybe the texture's on or something there. Uh, texture, Louie, do you have a favorite Michigan State basketball player of all time, and why is it Steve Smith? Smith's way up there. That's not, that's not, yeah, no, it's, he's also a really good dude. He's also a really good dude. He was one of the early adopters of uh, of alumni giving money back to their um, to their alma maters, and he, uh, he, he put in the, um, essentially the, um, oh my gosh, the uh, tutoring, the tutoring, uh, building for for athletics and named it after his mom. Oh, it was pretty nice, but yeah, no, Steve Smith, dude, baller, my goodness. Um, I had a bunch of good players up there. Been really lucky over the years. Uh, but no, I with the Lions, I just again just happy for the fans up there. It's one of those things when you're in an NFL town and your team stinks all the time. <laughs> it's just not enjoyable because everyone talks NFL all the time uh, on national sports, and so it's a little uh, a little difficult when your team is one of the the crap ones. Um, what else do I want to get into here? Okay, so the Dodgers. I'm trying to understand the economics of baseball. And so they signed Yamamoto. He goes for 12 years, $325 million, never played an inning in Major League Baseball. They're also paying a $50 million posting fee to the Oryx Buffaloes, from which uh, the team from which he came. They also just put up $700 million for Shohei Otani. So they just went over a billion bucks on two guys from Japan. Obviously, it doesn't matter where they're from. Uh, it's just that they have spent a billion dollars, James, in the last two weeks on two players. A billion dollars. <laughs> Yamamoto is 25. Uh, three consecutive MVP awards and won the Saramura, which is the uh, the Cy Young in the Nippon uh, Professional League. Literally in the 74-year uh, uh, history of the league, no one's done what he's done. 820 innings pitched, 1.65 ERA. And that is, by the way, in, in, a, in a league where all they do is play in home run friendly stadiums. So a remarkable thing. 
I am not um I'm not surprised by that. Started with a 99 mile an hour fastball. Uh, and I've seen his split finger just because I went and watched a couple of uh, highlights ahead of talking about this. He's really good. But my God, how do the Dodgers have a billion dollars to spend on two dudes? I do not understand. The- now, apparently everyone in Japan is going to buy their jerseys and their hats and that'll overcome a lot of this. But this, you know, this this deferring the the salary for, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's amazing how they have put this together and they're going to have dudes. And, and you know, what's going to happen. They're not going to win the World Series again. <laughs> Like the Tampa Bay Rays will bounce them with like a thirty million dollar total team uh, roster, you know, cost that kind of thing. My goodness, but a billion dollars in the last week and a half or so for guys, a couple of guys that I, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I, there's no chance the guy even speaks English, right? Yeah, it's a stunning thing. It's amazing. Baseball's gotten away with it for years, though. Hopefully uh, Diamond Sports doesn't go out of business and, and get them. Uh, Louis, a U of L fan here. Coming down on the text line, 437 as we get out of here uh, for the weekend and for Christmas. Uh, we're off Monday and Tuesday, by the way. I'll be back with you on Wednesday. I checked out because I couldn't take any more of the Louisville misery talk. Forgot uh, to check back in uh, for your gunrunner pick. Merry Christmas uh, from Bill. Bill, it's good to hear from you, my friend. Uh, that race tomorrow. Uh, Kevin came on. He kind of talked around it a little bit. But I'm going to lean on the second-time starter uh, or, but I, I, oh, excuse me. In that race, Nash. I do think Nash is the horse to beat here. Love that he's already gone the two turns at Churchill. That's how he broke his maiden. Again, he wasn't even the favorite in that one. He mentioned the Asmussen trainee, track phantom, the eight, uh, Christian Torres and, and Steve Asmussen. Uh, Torres making the trip from Oakland for the day uh, for those races and uh, should be an interesting one as well. I'm going to try to single Nash and just use uh, the, um, uh, the class in the last race. I'm very interested, though, in the Phil Bauer-trained uh, Legadema, who he also talked about in that. That is in race nine, the beginning of the late pick four. Only one start. It was in late November here at Churchill Downs in one of those two-year-old races, but that was one of those. Oh, oh okay, hi. Flying in Martin Garcia for that one as well. Stretching out. Phil Bauer can't miss a two-year-old right now. He's winning at 35%. And uh, his his sprinter route rate is at 27 So, um, excuse me, his sprinter route is at 8%. So if you wanted to have a knock on Legadema, it would be that. Sprint to route, if you don't want to, is West Omaha in the six hole for Brad Cox. Uh, broker maiden on second asking under uh, Martin Chuan. Joel Rosario flies in for this one. So that's a difference maker there. He goes sprint to route at 27%, excuse me. So that would be one uh, to watch in that race. Alpine Princess is on the inside. He, Kevin said, just from workouts, just from looking ahead, she she's the one to beat as far as the look and on-track performance uh, is the one Alpine Princess, but thought that that race was pretty wide open. So actually, remember Perrin's reaction to being called co-host. <laughs> wow, that is old. I appreciate you hanging out with me for that long. Texture Stoops needs to reach out to the LA management pulling the strings. <laughs> Pony up. Let's go. Texture Dodger fans going to be shocked when they have to pay $120 for a Coors Light. That also sounds correct. <laughs> Texter, happy to be sitting in fifth place with my shower beer entry, uh, considering I was nearly catatonic when I was making my trips. Y'all are the best. I love this crap, man. Keep those catatonic texts coming. Four three seven nine six eighty. I did promise in my uh, my 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 teaser on uh, Twitter that I would talk about our bowl challenge. Um, I am seven and three. Uh, where am I in the group, though? Ooh, we got to find out. Oh, I won a couple this week. How about that? All right. Uh, I am seventh in the group. Oh, behind Ben Roberts. Oh, come on! Not Ben! Oh, he's somewhere being boring and not caring about football. I'm losing to Ben Roberts. Oh, come on! I'm kidding, Ben. Oh, man. Uh, Shower beer is an entry up to number five. Um, Man, oh, man. Y'all are doing... Man, we have a 98th percentile. 95, 94, 94, 88, and 85. I'm behind that. No shame in my game, though, James. 82nd percentile nationally. I'm all right with that. I'm okay with that. Top 20%. Deal with it. It's like my life. I live in the top 20%, James. You understand me? I'm happy in the top 20. How about that? I might look like the bottom 20, but hey, I'm living top 20. It's good to go. Why don't you jump on the mic, young James? Talk Christmas with me. You got young girls. What are what are the girls, what's the, the Christmas list look like? Yeah, the Christmas list was full. And, um, <laughs> I had to make a list. And Santa is such a blessing mother. and a curse, is it not? Because it's like... Hey, you got to be better. You got to be good. You gotta, but then they think yeah, they can yeah, get a hundred presents, that. right? Yeah. <laughs> I had to write a list, and then I just showed my mother, and she like got everything on that list. So oh, how about good. that? I like that. By the way, someone named their group "Love on the Tarmac." 
for this for this challenge. And I really wish you were doing better than 30th member, sir. Because <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> but yeah, up there in 7th for me. Shower beer up there in 5th. I don't think there was any mustard reference on the old uh on the old the old line here. My guy David, top twenty though in our group, which is good. Woke Danisel nineteenth tied with him. Woke Danisel. How many points do I have left? Who has the maximum number of points left? Let's let's uh sort the group by that number. Um I'm hoping that's me, because I got nine twenty six max. Um and there are ooh, a couple people, nine forty one, nine thirty nine. All right, okay, all right. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Reminder from uh, our friends at uh, Chef's Cut Pizza and from uh, Buckler Farms and also from Red Hot Roasters. Thanks to the three of them for putting together um, some uh, some great prizes uh, for our group of 50. I can't believe we got to 50, James. Uh, people hanging out with the show really appreciate you. Here on Rabo and Co., I'm Louie Rabo. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. I, and, I, and, and look, uh, I, I hope that... Uh, even if you're not a, a Christmas person, that you get some some much-needed rest this weekend. Uh, hopefully the sun stays out. I'll take this kind of weather uh, all the time in December as well. Uh, I got four young kids. My my parents are uh, arriving any moment now at the house. And uh, I had a tough year last year. It was not a great Christmas. My wife wasn't feeling well. And so this year I just wanted to be um, – I just wanted to share that I'm, I'm very thankful that, that people have, have stuck through – uh, the transition on this show for the first month uh, and, and hung out with me, kept the, the text line busy, giving me plenty of things to, to re uh, to react to as well. Um, <laughs> Texture. I had my daughter circle what she wanted in the target catalog and it ended up about 12 grand and stuff, dude, same. I, James is smiling. Cause it's exactly the same. I <laughs> kids, I, 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 part of me is like, Oh, come on kids. But the other part of me is like, I, I love that my kids just assume they're going to have a great Christmas. And, you know, that's one of those things. If you helped out with Cram the Van and you can help out a kid that probably assumed that they're not going to have a good Christmas, a great Christmas, whatever, maybe any Christmas, um, et cetera. Oh, yeah, Alyssa and Louie closing music. How about that? All right. <laughs> I heard a banjo and I thought, what are we? <laughs> Dan just swooping in. This is why Christmas has been hijacked by people that I don't like. <laughs> that's the only thing we missed on. Was Dan complaining that that America had, had turned its back on on uh, on Christmas, man? Uh, but yeah, hey, um, we will be uh, back on Wednesday. Is that why Dan retired? It's a good question. <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday, uh, hanging out with you, Zach Cantrell, back in the uh, in this in the Irons. We think uh, next Wednesday as well. Um, <laughs> I'll stick with you on your transition, Louie. Uh, I didn't know uh, that you wanted to be a, hey, we can't even say that. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll be back at it on Wednesday. Louis Rabot, have a great weekend here. ESPN 680, 105.7.